It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with Gun Sports Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl and Lance Pelkey, will teach you everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Now, here's your host, Dave Stahl and Lance Pelkey. Folks, welcome to Gunsports Radio. Don't forget to visit our website at www.gunsportsradio.com and Facebook. Just go to Gunsports Radio. Got questions, concerns, you name it, we'll chat about it. This segment is brought to you by the Gun Range San Diego, 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. They're open seven days a week, 10 to 10. Go to thegunrangesandiego.com for all of the features and benefits they have. I'm telling you, once you go there, you'll go nowhere else. They are truly the Nordstroms of gun ranges, just not the price. First-time shooter, they love you. You're a pro, they love you even more. It doesn't make any difference. They treat everybody equal, and they will give you the training you need to be confident with handling a pistol or a rifle or even a shotgun. So check them out. The Gun Range San Diego. How you doing, Mr. L? I'm doing terrific on a summer day. I went into the gun range San Diego and was uh, shooting shotgun there in the afternoon. Did you? It's wonderful. Nothing better. Than that. How about you, Mr. Schwartz? Awesome. Couldn't be better. Where's the where's the brisk or the what do you other got little sausages? The the brotsky, the newskis. <laughs> Where the are newskis? the newskis? Yeah, I yeah, sent you a photo know. intentionally to show you that I was close. I know they're, they're so good, so good. Yeah, I have my private. When's stash, your birthday you know? coming up? Not till the winter. So so somebody start, in the family start, start loading up now. Yeah, start loading up now. <laughs> Hey, so uh, I guess you got to... We do. We have an important announcement for tomorrow before we get to our guest. Okay, that's real important. Yep. San Diego, the city of San Diego, San Diego City Council tomorrow at 2 o'clock is going to vote on a regulation that will force every gun owner in the city of San Diego to have to store their firearm locked or inoperable or in a safe. Um, so we need everybody who's listening to this to show up tomorrow at two o'clock. We've been talking about this for a couple weeks. So hopefully everybody uh, that you've marked your calendar, you took the day off of work or the afternoon off of work. Um, if not, it is not too late. We need everybody to show up before two o'clock. Uh, we're going to, we're going to have San Diego County get on our staff there helping people to fill out their speaker slip. You're going to have a, a minute, maybe two minutes, and we just need you to come down and say, hey, I'm opposed, and then talk about why. Talk about who you are, why you're a gun owner, that sort of thing. But it's extremely, it's crucial that you come down and that we overwhelm them with and get as many people in there as you possibly can. That's tomorrow. Perfect. 2 p.m., San Diego City Hall, which is 202 C Street, downtown San Diego. For more information, go to our Facebook page or San Diego County Gun Owners. Dot com. What about parking? Do you know of any places around there so people... A lot of different parking. They they have... The City Hall has its own parking, but then there's also Horton Plaza, which is just maybe two blocks away, okay. so you can park in Horton Plaza, yeah. um, but you, you may want to consider taking the trolley. Trolley has a, a, C, uh, a town center stop right on C Street. Um, that's probably the easiest way to go. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's right. a big meeting, though. That's why we're organized. Yep. Extremely to be important. down there. You're going to be there? I'm going to be there. You're all, right. all going to be there. I'm going to be there. Absolutely. Maybe if I'm, away, I'm switching cars... <laughs> Hannah's coming. Yeah, uh, I'm switching cars, so if I get it done quick enough, done enough, I'll come down. And I'll That'd be great. The Everybody should be there. This is what we're uh, organized this is, for. This is what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. I want to ride in the tank. <laughs> all right, switching uh, topics. Uh, we have a really interesting guest today. 
His name's Doug Sane. He's a producer and executive producer on the second highest grossing domestic box office political documentary movie ever, which is 2016 Obama's America. It was released in over 2,000 theaters nationwide back in the summer of 2012. Um, producer and executive producer of the political documentary movie titled Clinton Inc., which was released in theaters during the fall of 2016 and now available on all major streaming services. Uh, Doug, are you there? Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me on. You bet. Thanks for coming on. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Beautiful day in San Diego. So we're having Doug on to talk about Hollywood and gun ownership and the way that they portray guns and uh, what it's like to be uh, pro Second Amendment in the uh, uh, in in Hollywood. So uh, so let's just start there. I mean, you're out, out, you, you're a uh, not that the Second Amendment is is strictly for conservatives, um, but you're a uh, the two movies that you were executive producer on were definitely were conservative movies. And I know personally that you're extremely pro Second Amendment. So what what's it like being in the Hollywood environment, being pro Second Amendment? Well, in the Hollywood environment. Uh, you know, most of that is, of course, up in Los Angeles, although you also have places like New York, but there's other places as well. Um, Georgia, Louisiana, Texas all have pretty active uh, film programs there. Uh, so it's a little bit scattered, but um, in Hollywood and New York especially, it's very liberal. It's very anti-Second Amendment, um, although I think when you get into a real discussion with anyone about it, they don't really have a very clear understanding of what that, that entails. Um, so usually you can win an argument pretty quickly, but, um, well, and nonetheless, they, there's a real, uh, uh, you know, anguish towards guns. Right. And there, there is, but then you look at the movies that are being produced and the movies that are popular, you know, it doesn't appear that the movies they make are anti-gun or anti-second amendment. No, actually it's quite the reverse. The, if you look at, as example, I went in and looked at the uh, top 20 movies of this year, and 10 of those 20 are all very, you know, would be considered, you know, pro-Second Amendment because these are, you know, unique individuals who are, you know, making a self-sacrifice using guns or using their special powers to defend uh, others against evil. And uh, they're not waiting around for the cops or someone else to come zooming in and, and help out. They're, they're out. Um, you know, taking on evil directly themselves. And, you know, it would be laughable if the bad guys came in with, you know, pea shooters. Um, no, in just about every movie, they got fully automatic weapons. And, you know, we know that that's illegal right now. But, um, you know, even semi-automatic seems to be laughed off the stage when it comes to the movie world. Well, and it, it is. I just we just saw I guess it's been out it's a couple years ago now. But John. Krasinski was in a movie, kind of a horror sci-fi flick, a couple years ago called uh, um, "A Quiet Place." Did you, did did you are you familiar with mm. with a, with "A Quiet Place"? Did you see that movie? I didn't see it, but I'm familiar with the movie. So and, basically, there, um, there was yeah. like an alien, inv- there was an alien invasion, and they were hiding from these aliens and everything. And at the end of the movie. The uh, they basically spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> but yeah, uh, close your ears. Yeah, at the end of the movie, they use a gun and start killing the aliens. And I walked out of that movie going, "Well, that was just about the most pro gun I think uh, movie I think I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah, you'd be very hard pressed to name a movie where the protagonist doesn't take action into their own hands to try and save those around them and themselves from evil, and instead waited it out to, for the cops to arrive. 
life. Um, it, it almost never happens in a movie. And so, you know, it's, it, as I said, it's almost a, a trope uh, in the sense that we always expect the protagonist to defend others and to take up arms. Mm. So where do you think the disconnect is? So they're against the Second Amendment, they're against gun ownership, but then a huge percentage of movies not only basically star firearms, but they uh, they really portray the need for being able to defend yourself and uh, you know how useful self-defense is. Where, where, what's the disconnect? Where, where, where's the problem? Well, I can't really say, you know, obviously they're, they're trying to uh, be holden to their kind of political cause because there it was a sense back in the, you know, 60s and 70s of the Democrat Party kind of being this rebellion against the studio bosses. Mm. And so it may have come out of that, um, which was this kind of independent, easy rider. A lot of movies back in the 60s, 70s were, were you know, for the first time really being made as independents out of the studios. And so I think they kind of dovetailed that into a political cause and it's lingered ever since without any real, you know, strength or justification in terms of the arguments other than, you know, they're very sentimental. They're very feeling. These are very emotional type people and reasoning isn't really, you know, their dogma for how to, you know, uh, make sense of the world. Interesting. And I want to talk more about the, the, the political side, maybe even touch on some political hypocrisy. Um, but before we go into a break, we're going to, we're going to hold you over to the break and go into the next segment. Um, what do you say, what would you say if you had to say, you know, one of, or the most pro second amendment movies, what, what would you, what, what was it? What's an example of a pro second amendment or pro gun movie? Well, I could, you know, I mean, look at John Wick, um, look at any of the Marvel movies. I mean, those are all, again, people taking up arms uh, for self-defense to conquer evil. Uh, a classic that I go back to, I love, is Clint Eastwood's 1993 movie, Unforgiven. Yeah. And this is where he, you know, he best Academy Award winning movie, best Academy Award winning director, he even was nominated for best actor. And this is, a, you know, in a Western movie, he goes into a town where, it's gun free. There's no guns allowed. And who, who, uh, you know, who's taking up arms and abusing their power, the sheriff of the town. And, uh, and with, it's, you know, I mean, it's quintessential, uh, attack on the second amendment. That's right. Um, or, you know, what the reverse would be if it, if we lived in that world where the second amendment didn't exist. Okay. We're going to go to a break and uh, come back and uh, but that's an excellent point I, I really appreciate it and I want to talk more again about the uh, political hypocrisy that, that, that we started in on alright so he, we're going to take a quick break you are listening to Gun Sports Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer alright folks welcome back you're listening to Gun Sports Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. We are the answer. Hey, folks, you heard us tell you how easy to install a Cali key is, well, and how it makes all your AR rifles California legal in recognition of the recent gun law changes. Those law changes can put the unknowing owner of an AR-15 or AR-10 on the wrong side of a jail door. If you want your AR to keep its pistol grip, telescoping stock, foregrip, and still have a detachable magazine, check out Cali Key. Cali Key is a cost-effective, easy solution that will allow you to keep your AR compliant and future-proof your ARs from all those horrible new California gun laws. Keep your entire AR collection intact by, at a price you can afford. Remember, Cali Key. Go to www.calikey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. 
Also, do you or any of your family keep a taser, pepper spray, firearm, or other weapons for personal protection? Do you have or are you going to get a CCW? Well, if you're involved in an incident, what is your plan to pay for bail and the expensive lawyer costs? Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection. Go to firearmslegalprotection.com. And for less than $10 a month, you'll have peace of mind knowing a 24-hour hotline and legal representation is waiting for you and your family. That's Firearms Legal Protection at www.firearmslegal.com. Or you can call them at 469-310-9100. That's 469-310-9100. Tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ. Last but not least, if you need a lawyer, boy, I tell you, Gasky Dillon and Balance LLP, especially if you're involved in a situation with a firearm, John Dillon is the expert. He'd go to cafirearmslaw.com, cafirearmslaw.com, give you all the help you could handle, or you can call him at 760-431-9501. John's a gun owner, he's a hunter, and he's a big, big supporter of the San Diego County gun owners. All right, so we kept our guests over. Yep, we're talking with Doug Sane, who's a uh, one of the most he's producer, executive producer of one of the most successful documentaries in Hollywood history, and we're talking about firearms in in the movies. Doug, do you remember uh, the movie Red Dawn? Was the first PG thirteen <laughs> rated movie. I, this is a little point that I think gets by a lot of people. So the Russians and the Cubans invaded. And uh, the first one of the first things that the Russian and, and Cuban leader said was he said, hey, uh, go to the sports stores, you know, the firearms stores and look at the form 4473. And that's how you can tell who owns guns and then collect all the guns so they can't fight back. I, uh, that gets by a lot of people that, that they actually said that. And that form obviously is the transaction form that makes you. You know, uh, when you have to uh, uh, buy a gun, they make you follow a certain form. But the director of Red Dawn is a guy named John Melius, who was also on the board of directors for NRA. Yeah, John Melius is an amazing writer, director. Um, Apocalypse Now, um, Big Wednesday is, you know, surfer movie, but uh, gr- great writer, director, all kinds of movies. And uh, yeah, Red Dawn is certainly a classic in that sense. I can think of, you know, I think it would be more the, you know, it would be more rare to find a movie that didn't have the protagonist, defend, you know, taking up arms and defending themselves. I mean, there are so many countless movies, I mean, from John Wick, um, even like last year we had Halloween where, uh, uh, um, what's her name, Jamie, um, Jamie Curtis. Jamie Curtis is, you know, takes up arms to defend herself against evil. I mean, it, you know, it's it's over and over again in the movies, and and that's really where it gets into the hypocrisy because even when Jamie Curtis was interviewed about, you know, her, you know, the woman standing up, being able to fight this monster because she had guns, right. uh, you know, she had to admit that, you know, their Second Amendment is 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 critical. And uh, and so that hypocrisy is is pretty rife in Hollywood, where we see, you know, even myself when I uh, was doing my movie back in 2012, um, I needed to go down into Mexico, just south of the border, and you know, to be safe at that time with the amount of violence going on, I needed to have a bodyguard with a gun. Wow. And um, and you know, the same is true with you know much more famous celebrities who have you know bodyguards with them who uh, carry weapons. Um, they certainly, you know, when they're having a big event like the Academy Awards, and they have, you know, police officers, FBI agents, firefighters surrounding all of them to provide them that, that level of protection so they can go on stage and say, hey, we need to get rid of guns. Um, First Amendment right, 
in Second Amendment right. That's interesting. And, you know, obviously there there's a time, even, you know, the last uh, Republican governor of California, you know, uh, Schwarzenegger, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's not a it's not really a party issue. It's really more of a, a philosophical issue. Schwarzenegger uh, uh, signed in some horribly anti-gun uh, laws, despite the fact that, I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's pretty clear that Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger, every one of his movies features some kind of firearm that he's using to save the day. Sure. You know, even after he was governor, he did a movie called The Last Stand. What's it about? It's about a retired officer who's fighting against, you know, drug cartels coming across the border, and he's taking up a fully automatic weapon in order to defend himself and, and his town. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, the hypocrisy goes on in, in that sense. Um, you, you, you just couldn't find, I just, it, it is such the norm to take up arms and defend yourself in movies that it, it is the rarity. I, I, I have, I have a harder time just trying to find a movie where they sat passively and waited for the cops to come. Waited for the cops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the, uh, what was the uh, Jennifer Lopez movie where uh, it was called, I think it was called enough. Uh, where she was a battered woman uh, and uh, finally had said, all right, that's enough. You know, law enforcement's not helping me, uh, you know, a restraining order is just a piece of paper. And, uh, you know, it's the same story, same story over and over and over again. Look at the movie Taken with Liam Neeson, which Mm. became this huge box office success with, you know, three uh, movies following it. it was about, you know, a father. Okay, he's specially trained from his past, but, you know, he takes up guns to, you know, to because the police aren't doing enough to get his daughter out of human trafficking hmm. okay so talk give me a give me let's do a top uh, uh let's do a top 10 list top 10 guns uh in in movies <laughs> today starting with let's start with number 10 top 10 guns in 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 movie in movie history number 10 what would you say well number number 10 i i, I think you'd have to uh sometimes i don't know if you should the most obvious should probably be number 10 because the way they did this, the list that I found thanks to ballistic magazine was, um, uh, you know, I would, I would reverse the order. So I would say the one that we all know is dirty Harry's Magnum 44. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's the most iconic gun of all time in a movie. And obviously he did, uh, you know, five or six of those movies. Yeah. All right. Um, number two, number, what are we doing? We're doing, Ten, count count yeah, number nine. We'll, we'll, number we'll nine. just go from one down to ten. Okay. And because I think ten is probably the biggest surprise. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. But, all right. Uh, so next one is. So the next one is you know uh, it's an Mac ten with a rocket launcher <laughs> in the in a guitar case from the movie Desperado. Desperado, classic. So I don't know if you, uh, yeah, great movie, classic. Shoot 'em up. And uh, he's got, you know, he's got the fully automatic weapon in his guitar case. So it's, it's and a rocket launcher. <laughs> and number seven, this is appropriate that it's number seven. Number seven is uh, is a uh, iconic one. Number seven would be. Double uh, seven is Walter PPK. Everyone knows that one. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. Uh, often copied, but never, uh, uh, you know, but never exceeded. Um, okay. So number uh, number six. Number six, uh, well, we're jumping down a little bit. We go to um, the movie Predator. Mm. Now, this is pretty, pretty funny because you got an M134 minigun. Usually that's loaded onto the side of a helicopter, and yeah. we've seen that in dozens of movies. I mean, from Terminator to you name it, there's always a helicopter with, a, you know, with these high-powered, um, uh, you know, high, high, uh, rapid uh, shooting 
you know, miniguns on it. Uh, I thought the funny part about this one was in the movie, you got Governor Jesse Ventura yep. running around carrying the minigun with, in addition to the all the ammunition. <laughs> now, there's a guy who's and, not politically hypocritical. That guy's as pro-gun as the day is long uh, and actually held office and, uh, you know, fought for and, and expanded rights when it comes to the Second Amendment was uh, Minnesota Governor uh, Jesse Ventura. Yep. And, uh, you know, kudos to him and, you know, kind of a frown on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I, I thought the interesting thing in that movie was that the director actually had to have them slow the, the um, gun down from 6,000 rounds per minute to 1,250 rounds per minute. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway. When I was a kid, I don't know if you remember the, uh, the, the, the uh, American Indian that was in that movie, a guy named uh, Billy, who also ran for office. I can't remember if he actually held office, but he hmm. ran for office. Uh, you know, the actor that, that played uh, uh, Billy, um, but he had uh, an M16 with a shotgun. He had, it was a uh, Remington 870 attached underneath the M16. And when I was a kid, I, that was the dream, man, having a, you know, an AR style rifle with a shotgun underneath the barrel. Oh, my gosh. I wanted that so bad. <laughs> <clears throat> to this day, though, in California, it's, you're not allowed to own that. Yeah, you're not gonna I looked that. into it. I've, I, about every year, I look into it again. But <laughs> it's not going to happen in California, that's for sure. So, um, okay. So what? Uh, I forget. What are we at? Number five. Number five. Okay, you only got a minute. You got a minute. Let's skip down to the most surprising. Oh, okay. So this would basically be the number one uh, uh, best gun featured in a movie of all time. So drum roll. <laughs> there you go. What, are uh, the, what is the list? Okay. Of? So the movie is Star Wars, and the gun is uh, held by Han Solo. And actually, in, in um, The Empire Strikes Back, Luke Skywalker has the gun. Hmm. And the gun, is, it's a pistol, and it's a Mauser C96. Actually, of invention by the, um, the uh, uh, German Nazis. And, uh, or no, excuse me, it goes, it goes further back, but it was a German handgun. And um, but the interesting thing was that uh, Winston Churchill actually preferred that gun over the British Wembley revolver interesting. when he served in uh, uh, in World War One. And what was the nickname? And, it was called uh, like yeah. the, the broomstick or the broom handle gun or something like that. Or the, I forget. It's Is this Sam handle. the gun man's uncle? I know. No, I know. Is this right? Sam the gun man's uncle? It's got to be. We have a 19-year-old. Uh, <laughs> he's actually my nephew, oh my uh, Doug, who we he's call him Sam the gun man. We have a segment at the end of the radio show called Stump My Nephew. 19-year-old, you ask him anything about guns, gun history, uh, gun products, and, and uh, he, he's he's got an answer. He's We've only had missed like two. Like, yeah, two or three in, in like, the last 40 shows. Yeah, it's amazing. So, And he's so he's so articulate. You know, he'll he'll sit there and he'll think about, well, it seems like, you know, this is a little on the confused. And then he'll rattle all this stuff and he'll be dead on the money. It's yeah. just an amazing kid. Well, Doug, thank you so much <laughs> yeah, for, for calling in and, and being our guest. That was uh How can people stuff. find this movie? Can they still find it? Oh, yeah. Both movies, um, Clinton Inc., especially, you can find on, you know, Apple's iTunes, uh, Amazon, um you know, uh, Microsoft, uh, any major streaming platform, it's on, it's both movies are on there. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks a million well, for calling in. I got a sneaky feeling that Mike, you'll be chasing you around and having you call in in the future. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to have Doug back. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Yeah. I would love that. Thank you so much, gentlemen. All have right. a great day. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a whole lot more right here on Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. Yeah, that's right. 
folks. Welcome back to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, folks, you heard us always talk about how easy it is to install a Cali key. Well, this is how you can make your AR rifle California legal in recognition of the recent laws. Those law changes could put you on the wrong side of a jail door, let me tell you. AR-15s, AR-10s, they could all be done with a Cali key, and it's so easy to do. Go to CaliKey.com, future-proof your AR from all those horrible new laws. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can really afford. Go to CaliKey.com, that's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right, hey folks, this segment is brought to you by the Gun Range San Diego, 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. Open 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go to the Gun Range San Diego, the Gun Range San Diego. And when you get there, look for Casey. Casey will be more than happy to hook you up. They'll take care of anybody with any level of gun intelligence right there at the Gun Range San Diego. How's it going, Casey? Oh, you know, we're doing pretty good out here, keeping busy. It's been a beautiful Sunday, a little hot outside, so you know, brings in a lot of people in the rain. So, keeping us busy, we're having a great day with everybody in here. Excellent, excellent. So, what are we chatting about today? Shotguns. We're going back to shotguns. You know, I had Lance in here the other day. We're talking about different things for shotguns, you know. Everybody, a shotgun's an iconic weapon. Everybody loves them because, one, you get a big boom out of it and knocks the out of your shoulder, which is always fun. We like we like doing them. It's one of the most popular things on the range. People always ask, "What's the biggest gun we can get?" Well, you know, I can give you a twelve gauge shotgun with some slugs in it, and we all have fun with that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, people don't want to shoot all the rounds. But when it comes down to the sights of the firearm or the sights on the shotguns, it's pretty much three main you know optics or, reg- or iron sights on it. First one will be the front and bead sight. Now that's the one you'll find on the most say Mossberg. Uh, 500s, 590s, for the most part, have a bead sight, which means there's no rear sight on it. Just at the end of the barrel, there's a little metal bead. And where that point is, is kind of just the generic area of where the rounds will impact. That's the cool thing about the shotgun is you can kind of point in the general vicinity. And if you're lucky, one of, if you're using buckshot, the, one of the pellets will at least hit your intended target. The other one will be your ghost ring sights, and that'll be mostly on, like, the 590A1s, the Remington 870s. You can get them on the other Mossbergs. You just have to, you know, add it on later. But the ghost ring sight's more like your traditional rifle sights you see nowadays where you'll have a ring in the back and a front sight post. And usually on the ring, there'll be like two dots on the sides of it. They kind of make sure that you're not going to canting it to the left or the right. Um, I prefer the ghost rings. I feel like for quick acquisition with the shotguns, those are the best ones you can get. The bead isn't bad also. It's just I like a little more precision. And then the third one will just be your normal optics, like a red dot or something like that. Now, to do that, like Lance Pelt, his, uh, his uh, 1014 that he has already has a rail on it. So he can put a red dot on there, and it'll be even quicker acquisition. It's just, you know, what do you prefer? Me, I tend to prefer iron sights on it. I don't like my shotguns with red dots because, one, they're already heavy as it is. You know, shotguns aren't really known to be light firearms or rather heavy and bulky. Um, but having the red dot on there is very, very beneficial just because most of the optics nowadays will have different reticles on it. So I was showing Lance the hollow suns, which is one that we always recommend just because it's bulletproof, shockproof. It's just not going to die on you. But they have a reticle on there that's just basically a big circle. And when it comes to the shotgun, that's pretty beneficial because you put that circle on your target, you will hit it. That's the cool part about it. 
Yeah, but I think when people uh, think about shooting a shotgun, they think about shooting, you know, bird shot, target loads, and things like that. But mm-hmm. the reality is, if you're shooting slugs or if you're, you know, you're you're shooting uh, the other stuff, you actually do aim the mm-hmm. shotgun. <laughs> you and actually you, do. Yeah, absolutely. So that when we have yeah, this conversation about sights and optics and stuff like that, it really does matter. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when it comes to like, if you're doing skeet shooting and stuff like that, uh, red dots not really the most optimal thing because you're doing really quick flashes on it. Same with bird guns. Most of the time, they'll just run with a front sight with like a fiber optic front sight, so you can pick it up really quick. And with those ones, with the bird guns and the bird shot and target shots, you have a much wider spread. So as long as you get it in that general area, you'll usually hit your target. But when you're coming down to buckshot, you know if you're using double out buck, you have nine pellets in there. Yeah. If you don't exactly have your spot as close as you can to your point of aim, you still can miss with a shotgun. I've seen it all the time in here. And when it comes to slugs, slugs is just a, you know, an ounce of lead going down range. So you get this big old lump of lead. So if you can't really point that in the general vicinity and expect to hit your target, that one you actually have to aim. Yeah. It really depends on your purpose of the firearms, you know. And we always recommend people when they, it's kind of the misconception that people have. It's like, oh, I'll just get a shotgun and rack it a couple times and they'll run off. I'm like, no, no, no. If you were mm-hmm. using your firearm in self-defense, you better be ready to, you know, take a life if it comes down to that mm-hmm. and that's the sad part about it when it comes to self-defense situations you can't don't plan to just maim somebody or you no know, the big one is people like oh, i'll just shoot him in the leg it's like no 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 like if it's coming down to this and you're using your firearm in self-defense you better be ready for it and people always want to look there was like oh I'll just get some bird shot in there no bird shot for self-defense is garbage yeah um it's will a, it kill it's you it's an irritant yes it's yeah. I mean, if I'm, you know, I've been hit with birdshot when I go out to Yuma doing the dove hunt and stuff. You know, I'm like 80 yards away from a guy, 100 yards away, and we get peppered by it. And every once in a while, one of them might break the skin, but most of the time it just bounces off and stings. Don't get me wrong. If the if the shotgun's within five feet of me, yes, it'll do catastrophic damage. That's just because it's right there. But buckshot is the most optimal round for that because, one, you get a little bit more distance on it, and, two, it's going to cause catastrophic wound damage to the body. Yeah, birdshot, it'll hurt. It'll hurt a lot. And buckshot, of course, is the most lethal, more more than a nine millimeter or a forty-five. I'll tell you, I was shooting uh, about twenty-five rounds of buckshot today, about at Mm twenty yards, and that I was really amazed on how tight those little nine uh, slugs went. And so I could really see that an optic does make a difference, or some kind of good sights, because when you're shooting it like that, you really do aim it. And versus birdshot, which would go all over the range. Yeah, but see, a lot of people yeah. have that misconception that you don't need to aim, aim a shotgun. You right. Know, all you need to do yeah, is point and shoot, and that's such. No. You'll never hit anything. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's to a point, yes, you can, depending on what it is. Like, yeah, if you get it in the general vicinity, you'll be okay, but it really depends on the situation of it. Like, if I aim five feet left of the guy, no, I'm not going to hit him. You have to be aiming at the target. Yeah. Will every single pellet hit your target? No, they won't, just because of how the spreading is with the wad in there, and it depends on the distance. Buckshot optimal is anywhere from 15 yards and closer. That's about a perfect spread. We're testing a lot of our ammo in there, and it also comes down to what type of buckshot you're using. But the range ammo we got, we got a serum pellet. And it works great. We were testing out 25 yards. At 25 yards, that we average around six pellets on the target and drop three, sometimes four off of it. Ten yards, every single pellet will be in the ten ring within, you know, a six to seven inch spread. Fifteen yards, you get maybe a foot spread, a little bit less. Yeah. And at 25, you do lose a couple pellets, but you still get good impact. And again, we're so, talking mostly tactical here. 
Exactly. You know, you know? Right. And, and in shotguns, you're not going to be pumping around at people, you know, situation discs, I guess. But zombies. optimal range for shotguns, you know, yeah, yeah. Zombies. 15 yards and closer. Shotguns are for up close and personal work. There's no ends or buts about it unless you're using slugs. But it really depends on what you need to use a slug for unless, uh, you know, if you have, say, uh, or whatever, you got six plus one in there, you know, have your last round of slug because if it takes five rounds to put something else down and it's still not going down well i'm pretty sure a slug will do it and what do you, you know slugs uh, are for shooting 55 gallon drums <laughs> yeah. nice you know slugs Casey, are for for giving it to somebody you don't like and you want to you know get a little revenge on them They're like oh yeah this doesn't kick too bad <laughs> just to illustrate what you're saying about uh, uh shotguns yesterday we were at the it was actually the uh initial event first event for riverside county gun owners which just kicked mm-hmm. off yesterday and they had we introduced everybody to the new sheriff and everything I met somebody there who was actually held hostage in 1980 at the Norco bank robbery. Ooh, they man. actually, uh, the five Ooh. bank robbers uh, hijacked or uh, carjacked his van. They wanted to use his van to, to do that with. Held him out throughout the entire robbery. Mm. And the way he actually was able to survive, I mean, it was really terrifying. And he's actually got a book coming out, and we'll promote the book once it's out. But awesome. a sheriff's deputy, Riverside County Sheriff's deputy back in 1980, um, this bank robber was holding him from behind, holding this the uh, the victim from behind, mm. and the sheriff's mm-hmm. deputy hit the hostage taker in the head with a shotgun, buckshot. Whoa! Double out buckshot, and that's something. Ooh. If you watch a movie or if you listen to somebody that has no idea what they're talking about when it comes to shotguns, mm-hmm. you would think that's impossible to do. But if you go to any respectable uh, trainer or any respectable shoot uh, wow. school that talks mm-hmm. about uh, you know that for for shotguns, um, they actually teach you how to, um, you know, do be that precise with with your shotgun, mm-hmm. how to know your shotgun. It's and your ammo. called aiming. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and there is it's some and technique, but yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I want to take a shotgun. Absolutely. Like, you know, there's everybody thinks that shotguns, you know, it's going to do a match spread. No, like when you have those the wads in there, depending on what rounds, it keeps it a tight spread. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I, in a hostage, if I'm saying I'm held hostage, would I want somebody with a shotgun to take that shot? <laughs> uh, preferably no, you know, because I'm kind of in that general vicinity too. Yeah. But hey, you know, he made it work, you know, and it all comes down to the situation. Just day. He probably had a split second to decide and he did it and he yeah. succeeded at it. Good on him. So yeah. what, what, what is your choice of a good home defense, reasonably priced, non-tricked out, non-chrome, no exhaust pipes, Shotgun for home defense. I like I like the five nineties, the Mossberg five nineties. Um, they're lightweight; they're around four hundred bucks. Sometimes three ninety nine to four hundred bucks. You can get like models with butt stocks and pistol grips and stuff like that. You're fine. But honestly, it's a good base shotgun that you can customize down the road. I like Mossberg a little bit more than Remington's. Mossbergs have dual extractors on them, which just gives you a little bit more positive reinforcement when it comes to extracting the rounds out. Don't get me wrong, eight seventy is excellent shotguns too. I just Tend to prefer the Mossbergs. I feel like the the uh, slide itself, or the sorry, the uh, the foregrip is a little bit tighter on it too. And I like where the safety placement is and the manual index. The Mossbergs have the safety on the top, I so love my that. thumb can get it right off the bat. The eight yeah. seventies have it more of a pistol grip, or not necessarily pistol grip, but it's more like AR button kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the manual index, I like on the Mossberg where it's right where my finger is. So. Yeah. If I need to change out a round or kick a round out, I can do it. And right. I'd say, adjusting my grip. again, folks, if you haven't bought a shotgun, uh, go see Casey. Yeah. If you have a shotgun, uh, go bring it down to him. Talk about the sights. Go shoot yeah. it. I'll yeah. bet Absolutely. you $20 you I'll haven't shot it in a long time. 
<laughs> right? Absolutely. We All got right. plenty of shotgun rounds for here. People come shoot. All right, buddy. Hey, thank you very much, folks. That's gun sports or uh, San Diego County gun. Oh. Get the, the gun, gun range, range San Diego. Diego. There's too many guns <laughs> things in here. Yeah, the gun range San Diego, folks. Take take a rundown in case you'll be there till midnight tonight. No, hold on. Absolutely. I'm have a good one, guys. You too, buddy. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to this, the Gun Sports Radio right here on FM 96.1. AM 1170, we are the answer. Hey, do you or any of your family keep a taser, pepper spray, firearm, or other weapon for personal protection? Do you have or are you going to get a CCW? Well, if you're involved in an incident, what is your plan to pay back the bail and all those expensive lawyer fees? Well, talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection. For less than $10 a month, you will have a peace of mind knowing a 24-hour hotline and legal representation is waiting for you and your family. That's Firearms Legal Protection. Go to www.firearmslegal.com or call 844-357-9400. That's 844-357-9400. All right, who's the special guest you have on the line there, sir? It is Sam the Gunman, and we are ready for another edition of Stump My Nephew. How you doing, Sam? Good, how are you? Excellent. How are the gun sales going, by the way, buddy? Um, well, it's summer, and so it's not great because summer is sort of a doing season, and the other three are acquiring seasons, and everyone's on vacation anyway. But uh, not bad. Not bad. Good. Hey, anytime you can hang out with guns, how bad a day could that be? That's right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as everybody knows, uh, somebody who writes in, if we use your question, if you email us, either San Diego County Gun Owners or uh, Gun Sports Radio, if we use your question, you get a free T-shirt. And if uh, you stump Sam, my nephew, if you stump him, we'll throw in a hat. That's that's Ooh, yeah. How about a that shirt and a hat? So far, uh, you're most, pretty confident, aren't you? Yeah. Now you're, now you're giving away all the swag because nobody <laughs> can stump this kid. I see how you're rolling. Well, I was going to say, very few people have been able to stump him. Uh, do you remember your record off the top of your head, Sam? Two or three. Um, no, I've, I've sort of stopped counting. Uh-huh. Uh, you've only got stumped two or three times. You haven't been stumped more than that. I've been keeping track. <laughs> All right, Uncle Mike, let's have the question. All right, here we go. Enough buildup. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. Um, Casey actually started talking about it. I didn't expect him to uh, to go over it a little bit, but he, <laughs> he covered a little bit of it where uh, when he was talking about shotguns. Um, but the question from is from Mara in San Diego. Mara wants to know... Uh, he talked about uh, ghost ring sites. Mara wants to know uh, why why are they called ghost ring sites? Where do the she wants to know how did they get the name ghost ring? Why ghost ring? Now this this might be totally completely off, so let me know. But as I understand it, they're called ghost ring sites because uh, well, for those of you who don't know, first of all, your rear sight is a big circle that's the ring and then your front sight uh your front sight is like a a pretty typical blade and the idea is that um as i understand it the reason called they're called ghost ring sights is that the ring at the back sort of partway disappears when you're looking through it or it's supposed to okay and guess what you are correct you know how hard i had to look for this answer (laughs) 
<laughs> well, if you, if you just looked through shotgun sights, then it would come right to you. Well, it would come right to you. Yeah, I, I, hear uh, I see how we're rolling now. Okay. I had to look for this answer so hard, but you're absolutely right. That's the idea is that the ghosts are the, wrong, the ring. Uh, if you're using it right. I was going to say, if you're using it right, right, it goes away. It just ghosts away. Uh, so that that's the idea. And I guess, uh, Sam, the, the the deal with ghost ring sites is you look through the aperture, the the ring at the, at the at the back there, and your eye automatically centers anything in, in the ring, right? And that so when you're looking at the post, yeah, the, um, the the way the eye and the brain work together, it's it's really a fascinating thing. That um, your brain does a lot of stuff without you realizing it. It does a lot of back end processing. And part of that is that it's really, really good at finding the center of a circle. Hmm. So that the post or the blade at the end of your barrel, um, your when your eye looks through this 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 ring, it your brain automatically centers it, which is interesting. Which is why it works so well. And if it doesn't. We have a great doctor for you. It'll help get you yeah. centered. <laughs> exactly. Wow. So, so uh, Sam, do you fire a shotgun? Do you own a shotgun? Um, yeah, I do. I don't go shotgun shooting too too often, but um, I do enjoy it. What's your what's your uh, what's your favorite shotgun? Um, I mean, what I have is, um, I've, well, I've got a, a little break action four ten, and I've got um, a, a pump. I I think it's a twenty gauge, um, but the, my favorite that I've shot is my father's um, Browning Satori, um, nice. an over and under. Mm. It's really, really nice. Nice. Yeah, we were just talking coming up. Uh, Lance and I were just talking because, Lance, you just got a cool new boomstick, didn't you? Yeah, that uh, that Benelli uh, M1014. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You amazing. have any of those in the shop? Um, no, that that's not really something people just sort of buy because they see it. That's something no. where you know you want it and you save up for a year to get it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and it is awesome. It's worth every bit of that year. But what I was saying is, you know, so everybody goes out and gets a pistol. You know, that's, that's most people's first gun. Or, you know, everybody, if you're a gun owner, yeah, you probably have a pistol. That's understandable. It's it's affordable. It's, it's you know, arguably the most... Uh, you know, especially for home defense, that sort of thing. You know, it's very, very useful. I get it. Uh, and then a lot of people, if you want to be, you know, cool, you go out and get an AR. I mean, everybody and their brother owns an AR. Um, but I got to tell you, people that know what they're doing when it comes to, you know, and I'm talking about home defense and when you're talking about preparing for an earthquake or something like that, a shotgun is so useful. Mm-hmm. You know, people that know what they're talking about, know what they're doing, you know, they get familiar with and learn how to use a shotgun. Right. They're, they're incredibly versatile. I, I don't think um, anyone can name another firearm that you can get at any gun shop for $600 or less um, where you can fire one round of non-lethal, um, one round that can take out a bird, and then one round that can punch through a wall and kill the person on the other side all in rapid succession like that. Yeah, you're absolutely so correct. Yeah. Well, for my home defense, I bought a nine millimeter Smith and Wesson, and I bought a Mossberg five hundred. Yep. There you go. And you have ghost ring sights on it. Uh, yes, I do. So there. Does the ring ghost? I don't know. I'm gonna go look. (laughs) Now you're gonna go check it out. (laughs) I want to see if that little rascal ghosts out on me. If it's not, then I'm gonna go down to Gun Range, San Diego, and get trained. There you go. So all right. Well, hey, that's always a blast talking to you, my friend. Nice job again. Well, thanks for having me on. So Mara gets a shirt, but she doesn't get a hat.
That's right. Why? She didn't. He, he guessed it. That's what I mean. She does not get a hat. Oh, she does, does not. Get a, I, oh. She gets a shirt because we used her question. Oh, I got you. She does she not get, get a hat because yeah. uh, she didn't stump my nephew. Yeah, you're hanging on to those hats. Anyway. That's right. All right, buddy. You take care. Thanks again. of my week. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's ours as well, my friend. Nice work. It is ours as well. All you right. guys have a good night. You too, buddy. All right, so tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon, 2 o'clock, be there, be square. Yeah, speaking of tomorrow, that's tomorrow Elliot, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if she was the one that wrote the uh, question. She needs to write some questions about firearms because she doesn't have any idea what, the, what hey, she's talking about. Has she ever about. Fought, uh, shot a firearm, you think, at all? I, I, she's, she's far better at restricting them than yeah. she is using them or, or, or attempting them. to restrict them. So talk about our meeting tomorrow. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, City Hall, San Diego, so Mara Elliott is the city attorney. She's not the district attorney, and she's certainly not on the city council. She's the city attorney. And the city attorney's job is to be the attorney for the city council. But she's decided um, that she wants to be a uh, uh, legislator. So she is pushing for uh, this safe, quote-unquote, firearms storage law um, that they're going to vote on. So we need everybody listening to come down 2 o'clock tomorrow at City Hall uh, and and basically, uh, you know, say your piece. Uh, everybody will get a chance, at least one minute, probably two, to say, hey, this is who I am. I'm a gun owner, and I, I do not want this to pass. I live in San Diego. And you need to tell them why, uh, you know, it matters to you and who you are. And we need to overwhelm them and, and make them understand that, one, we're watching. You know, people are, are engaged. You know, if this thing had That's passed important. four years ago, if it was proposed four years ago before San Diego County Gun Owners, it would have just gone through. Yeah. Nobody would even have known. Nobody would have known. No opposition. So we need to oppose this stuff. And then, come election time, we need to vote the people out uh, who uh, supported Quickly this thing. And awesome. that's her. Yeah. All right. Hey, we want to thank our show sponsors, the San Diego County Gun Owners. Go to their website, the San, San Diego County Gun Owners.com. Ten bucks a month. You could be totally informed and probably have more fun than you could imagine. The Gun Range San Diego. Go to their website, thegunrangesandiego.com. Take classes, go rent guns, take your friends and family, have fun. CAfirearmslaw.com. That's John Dillon at Gatsky Dillon and Balance LLP. Hopefully you never get into a situation where you need him, but if you do, you'd rather have him than not. Firearmslegal.com. That's firearms legal protection for $10 a month, less than. How can you beat that? Cali Key to keep your ARs all compliant that's calikey.com k-a-l-i-k-e-y and i want to thank lance michael schwartz casey john Dillon, and brendan our board op he's not in today we have a new board op right now and i didn't catch his name but we appreciate that's thomas he's a big padre fan he's got padre gear all over the place probably wanted to play baseball all right we're going to take a quick well we're not going to take a quick break we're out of here till next week <laughs> don't forget to check us out on kcbq am 1170 the answer